Hello and welcome in to the very first edition of the Kentucky Realtors Podcast. My name is Paul Del Rio. I'm the Marketing and Communications Director for Kentucky Realtors, and I appreciate you indulging me on this little journey. Uh, We are going to be taking a look at issues that are affecting uh, state and local and federal and real estate and everything you can think of in between. Uh, We're going to shoot to do this twice a month um, and chock it full of information that you need to know or want to know. So hopefully that is the case. And please, as you listen to this and future podcasts, if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about, that you'd like us to discuss, people you'd like us to speak with, interviews, ideas, anything like that, Go ahead and shoot us an email. Uh, you can get us at kyrealtors at kyrealtors.com or you can email me directly at pdelrio at kyrealtors.com. You can find all that information at our website too. So in this episode, you're actually going to be hearing a little housing update for myself. And then later on, we're going to be featuring a little getting to know you segment with our incoming president, Lester T. Sanders. Uh, he was kind enough to sit down with us uh, last week as a staff and and get to know us a little bit and allow us to get to know him and he shared a little bit about his vision and why he decided to run for president and all those things so a little teaser there uh looking forward to that and then also mike inman uh spoke with us uh he is a very involved person on our uh committees uh he's very involved with rpac and he shared with us uh, kind of why he's interested in that and what that means to him And then Richard Wilson, our government affairs director, is going to give you a a quick government affairs update. He's going to join me a little bit later. Uh, So right now, I just wanted to talk to you about the housing market. Uh, Our September home sales numbers just came out, and the pace continues to pick up steam entering the fall season. Our uh, year-to-date home sales figure for the state stands at 40,999 units. Now, what does that mean? Well, that's an almost 2% increase in the year-to-date figure this year over last year's we were at 40,214 uh we're now almost at just shy of 41,000 so very strong september market especially in central and southern kentucky um this is pushing this figure into year-end record territory 2017 was our biggest year 2019 is poised to outdo that so that's good hopefully everyone's having a good year so far most notably the lexington bluegrass association of realtors has experienced a 17% increase in year-over-year sales last month in September. So just a huge bump up uh, there. As a whole, the, the, the Commonwealth saw 4,719 transactions place, take place in September, and that's up 5.5% from last September, uh, September 2018. So second highest September on record. The median home price in Kentucky is also up. over September of last year. It right now sits at $143,653. And this is the fifth consecutive month of year-over-year increases. Every, uh, the the past five months, we've had a year-over-year increase, um, which you might expect. Um, Days on market, dropping, dropping, down 13%, down to 97 days. That was 110 days last September. Now it's at 97. This is the first time September's days on market has dropped even below 108. So um, the decrease in this amount of time it's taking for homes to sell is indicative of the shortage of the homes on the market currently experienced. Um, Inventory has held below four months now for seven consecutive months this year in 2019. Uh, We're now at 3.89 months. That's just up. Uh, just two weeks up from last month's number, but is almost 14% uh, 
uh, below the September 2018 figure of 4.42 months. So um, not telling you anything you probably don't already know. Things are humming along. Inventory is low, but sales are up. Um, and, uh, you know, stay tuned pretty well. So now I'm actually going to uh, introduce, uh, bring in Richard Wilson uh, just to give us a little government affairs update. All right, Richard, appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I want to start off uh, by talking about the KREC regulations um, that the Kentucky Real Estate Commission has been busy, busy uh, this summer, uh, basically rewriting the entire uh, regulations as as it pertains to uh, the real estate industry here in Kentucky. Um, So as you may know, uh, public comment, there have been two public comment hearings this summer uh, on the KREC regulations. Uh, The first one was on July 10th, and at that public comment hearing, it was only for the uh, definitions and advertising regulations. And then the second public public comment hearing uh, was on August 21st, and that dealt with uh, the E&O insurance regulation, the licensing, education, and testing requirements regulation, uh, the complaints and discipline regulation, education provider requirements regulation, and finally, the professional standards regulation. Um, now, you might ask yourself, you know, what, what did KYR, what was KYR's role um, for the uh, decision-making in the, in the reg process? Um, well, your government affairs committee here at KYR uh, met twice to go over um, the definition of advertising regulations first, and then met to go through the other five, the E&O insurance, licensing, complaints and discipline, education provider requirements, and professional standards. <clears throat> Excuse me. They met twice uh, over the summer to go through these uh, newly proposed regulations and went through them very thoroughly. Uh, I, I know our government affairs committee uh, sat on a conference call with me for about two hours, two and a half hours each time, thoroughly thoroughly going through each of these regs and um coming up with new proposals for the krec um at each of the public comment hearings uh, president rip phillips presented each of those proposed changes to the krec so uh your, your government affairs committee has been hard at work this this summer yeah I and mean, we appreciate that work that's they don't take that commitment lightly and, and that's awesome um, so why now? I mean, why did KREC uh, talk about changing these regulations? I know they've been in place for uh, quite a while and, and been unchanged. Yeah, yeah, uh, good question, good question. So I guess to st- take a step back, um, many of the regulations for the real estate industry have been untouched and unchanged or I guess unupdated yeah. uh, since 1975. Oh, wow. That is a long, long time between updates. What, 40, 44 years? 44, yeah. Between updates, so... Um, <laughs> If, if ever was a time to change them, uh, the present is a good time. So um, that, that is why they moved forward with the change. Yeah, and you could argue it was overdue. So <laughs> yeah. So after these changes, how many regulations will be in place then? Uh, also a good question. Uh, as Director Quarter pointed out in this article, or excuse me, in his article in the Realtor magazine, uh, the original 39 regulations were long and at times internally inconsistent regulations. Mm. Um and have been have now been reduced to just eight oh, regulations. Wow. So you're going from 39 regulations to eight. Uh, and these eight um, regulations was described by Director Quarter as simple, 
clear and concise requirements that provide reasonable regulation without burdening or stifling real estate professionals here in Kentucky. I mean, that going from going from 39 regulations to eight, it's unheard of yeah. in, when, when you're talking about state state government. I mean, you're you never hear about that much. Um, about that much red tape being cut in state government. Uh, when you're talking about 39 regulations, that's a whole lot of state government. Yeah, that's a lot of pages. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. So going down, go, going from 39 to 8 is, is a big deal and is something that's been long overdue. Like we said, it's been 44 years since yeah. uh, since the regs have been re- since the regs have been rewritten. Right. So. Well, that's great. Well, uh, staying on the topic of KRAC, how are the commissioner up appointments uh, coming along? Yeah, uh, I've been I've gotten a lot of calls uh, from around the state uh, f- from from our members wondering what the process is, or I guess how the process is going for uh, the KRAC appointments. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, as you know, um, Back in uh, this past session, the 2019 legislative session, House Bill 436 was passed. And in that bill, um, it, it grew the, the Kentucky Real Estate Commission from five members to seven members. Also, um, Commissioner Joe Hayden resigned earlier this summer, and yeah. uh, Commissioner Lois Ann Dispinette, her first term uh, is up in November. So... The KRAC selection committee actually met twice this summer um, to the first, the first meeting was to uh, submit names for the two brand new seats that were created with house bill 436. Um, And then uh, later this summer, they met a second time to submit names for uh, commissioner Joe Hayden's uh, seat and Lois Ann Dispinette's uh, seat. So, The names have been submitted to the governor, um, okay. and it, it's really, it's really in uh, in his hands right now. It's it's all up to him on on when he wants to appoint uh, those commissioners. Um, I would love it if they were if they were done sometime soon. And I know our members are, are ready to get uh, the new commissioners and, and ready for them to get to work um, for this coming year. So it's it's really up to the governor. We we've done our due diligence uh, with submitting names to him. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all in his court now. So my plan is uh, right now is, is to give a big overview um, of the new regulations in a future episode uh, of this podcast. Uh, so please be on the lookout for that. Uh, I'd love, I'd also love to have a director quarter or, uh, you know, one of the one of the commissioners hop hop on our podcast if you're listening to this that's Uh, that's, that's a little shout out hint hint (laughs) to uh, director quarter and some of those commissioners we'd love to have you on and and just talk about the reg process and um just kind of go over it uh pretty thoroughly with with everyone uh on the podcast great okay and uh just as we're getting ready to wrap it up, just coming back to the association news here, how are uh, we doing here at KYR on reaching our goals for President's Cup? Ooh, good question. Good question. I know everybody loves talking about RPAC, and yep. it's a it's a uh, fun thing for us to talk about. Uh, but with about two months to go, uh, we have almost reached our fundraising goal and our major investor goal for 2019. Um, if you were a major investor last year and have not reached your major investor status for this year, Please, please uh, think about finishing out your goal, or excuse me, finishing out your investment um, for major investor status 
for the year. Um, yeah, you don't want to lose that ground you've gained <laughs> so far. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so just kind of going through our goals here. Um, our fundraising goal for this year is three hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. Okay. Currently, we are at three hundred and eighteen thousand one hundred and fifty-two dollars. So. Very close. We are very, very close. Good. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Um, our major investor goal for this year is 113 major investors. Right now, we sit at 98. Uh, please consider being a major investor. Um, on th- throughout, the, throughout the year, we'll have some major investors on the podcast talking about uh, you know, why investing in RPAG is important to them and, and why being a major investor is also important. Um, and, and major investor level, that's a $1,000 level? Correct. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thanks for that, pointing that out. Uh, so, yeah, to be a major investor, uh, you have to invest at least uh, $1,000 per year. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's, we, we look forward to reaching that goal this year. Um, we are very, very close to our uh, fundraising goal and our major investor goal. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to give give me a call here at the office, and I'd, I'd love to chat with you about RPAC or about government affairs. Uh, we have a lot going on throughout the year, not only through se- not only in session, but um, during the summer, uh, especially like this summer where we talked about um, or went through the, the KREC reg process. Mm-hmm. And so our, our government affairs committee and our RPAC trustees are, are hard at work throughout the year. Uh, it doesn't... It's not just during session, um, so um, I just really wanted to give a shout out for our government affairs committee and our RPAC trustees for their hard work uh, throughout the year. Um, so, so thank you if if you're a part of that group. Great, yeah, we definitely appreciate that. Well, thanks, Richard. Appreciate the update. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And right now we're going to stick kind of with the RPAC theme, but we're going to bring in a gentleman who is very involved at the state level, uh, Mr. Mike Inman. He has served in the 2019. Uh, Kentucky Realtors Convention Committee and has just been involved in many aspects of the state association in the past. And he's going to join me now to talk a little bit about why he's involved and why he thinks it's important uh, to really uh, get involved and stay involved at the state level. So, Mr. Mike, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate all you do for KYR and RPAC and uh, appreciate your time today and having a conversation. Thank you, Paul. It's my pleasure to be here. Good deal. So tell us, uh, Mike, why is RPAC important to you? Well, um, I came into real estate from a somewhat political environment. I, I've actually lobbied on Capitol Hill and um, was a member of an administration in Frankfurt. Okay. So I, I kind of understand the political process. And uh, it's like my broker, Ann McDonald, has said ever since I first got my license that uh, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu. Mm. And we have to go back and remember the reason we came together as an association for realtors is because we wanted to have a stronger voice of advocacy, not just because of our profession as realtors, but because of home ownership. There is no one else that speaks for home ownership. We are the only ones that do that. And someone has to do that. Mm -hmm. And we know someone has to speak for our profession. Uh, It is through our RPAC contributions and our support of advocacy that that happens. Yeah, that is important. what would you say then to the person who is on the fence? Maybe they're giving already. Uh, why should they step up an investment? Someone who's on the fence about being a major investor, why is that important? Well, the first thing that's important, I think, is to understand that 
there, we don't want just a few of us speaking for mm-hmm. the realtor community. We want to all speak. And so participation is important. It, it is vitally important that everybody do their fair share, and that's $25. So why should some people step up to be major investors, and why, if you're close, should you step on up the, the extra, make the extra step? Well, um, let me go back and tell you that when I became a major investor, we only had about 15 or 20 in the state. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a state convention, and they had a uh, TV monitor showing all the major investors. And I stood there and watched it through, and I realized that I was in a pretty elite group at, at that point. But I never really questioned the whole major investor. I felt like I'm getting a lot from real estate. I want to protect my income. Mm-hmm. I believe very strongly in home ownership. I want to protect home ownership. And so I've, I've just always felt like people should step up and do that. So if you're on the fence about it, if you're close, if, you're, if you've been a, a regular uh, contributor of you know, 500,000 or 250,000 and you're wondering why you want to step up, well, stop and look at your business because RPAC is your business insurance. What mm-hmm. would you do if the laws changed and the cost of ownership became prohibitive for people? And, and there are proposals that would do away with things like the mortgage interest deduction or uh, increase our property taxes. If those things happen, what would that do to your business? The only insurance that we have that those are not going to happen is our contribution to RPAC and our role in advocacy. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so this year, uh, speaking of stepping up your investment, you were actually uh, recognized as KYR's first Platinum R investor. So congratulations on that and thank you. Thank you. And um, why did you decide to do that? I know it's something you had thought about for a while, and that's a big step. Why was that important to you? Well, as you know, I chaired RPAC for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it was the years that we went from our goal being about 140000 to being uh, well over 300000 in terms of fundraising. And uh, it was the years that we first achieved the President's Cup. And I'm out here asking people to be a major investor mm-hmm. and make significant contributions. So I guess the first thing about it is that I felt like I needed to make the example uh, for that. And I, uh, I had thought about it for a long time, but we had uh, Lee Brown came and spoke to the realtors at Elbar, at, at, at least to the RPAC major investors and the yeah. RPAC committee back in January. And she challenged us on this point that, we, that it was embarrassing that we did not have a Platinum R major investor. And she said, um, you each one should make it your goal to go out and find one. And if not someone else, then why not you? And I took that kind of personally. I went out, I talked to a lot of the people that I thought were major candidates to become a Platinum R, and none of them moved. And I thought, I'm asking them to do something that I have not agreed to do myself. Mm -hmm. And so I said, once again, I'm going to set the example, and I'm going to do this, and hopefully that will inspire others to increase their contribution, to become a major investor, to become a crystal R, a golden R, and hopefully down the road a platinum R. Well, we definitely need folks to lead the way, and uh, we certainly appreciate your efforts to do that. And thanks for all you do for KYR and for RPAC. It's my pleasure, Paul. Pleasure to be here today. All right, and we are approaching the end of our first episode of the Kentucky Realtors Podcast. Uh, But before we end end this one, we are going to have one last segment for you. Our incoming president uh, for 2020, Lester Sanders, joined us last week uh, in a kind of a getting to know you type segment. 
Uh, and when I say us, I mean Richard Wilson and our CEO, Steve Stevens. And he sat down, had a great conversation. I'm just going to go ahead and play that for you right now. All right. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. I've got uh, Steve Stevens, Richard Wilson, and Lester Sanders joining me. Um, Lester, thank you, by the way, for spending today. You spent most of today with us in the office getting to know us and letting us get to know you. We appreciate the time you've invested. Um, and we appreciate the time that you're giving us now in this podcast so that we can kind of uh, let everybody else get to know you. Uh, so first, thanks for being here. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity not only to uh, come in, but to spend time with the staff and to get to know uh, everybody a little bit better. We know each other from a working standpoint, but to get to know each other uh, personally makes a difference uh, as well. We get to know how to communicate uh, with one another and, and just understand uh, how we continue to try to move forward. That's excellent. Exactly right. So I'm going to jump right in here, Lester. You were recently named Realtor of the Year for both GLAR and the State of Kentucky's Association, which uh, both are great honors, and I know you, you value that. Can you tell me a little bit about how that made you feel? What, what did that mean to you? Well, that was and still is a wild moment. Uh, yeah. Being honored at, at GLAR, your local peers, you know, you're thinking numbers sometimes somewhere around 3,800 to 4,000 members and for you to be honored it's 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 a huge deal because you're honored uh, that comes from your peers yeah and they see that um, you support the industry uh, and uh, hopefully are the kind kind of realtor that realtors should be so that's a that was a huge deal and then I was totally shocked uh, when I received Realtor of the Year from Kentucky Realtors. And uh, I'm still greatly humbled by that. Well, I think it's a real testament uh, to you, uh, Lester. I mean, you have served in so many capacities. And just, you know, your commitment to working hard and trying to help improve uh, the industry, I think, is just uh, what has just come through and everyone has recognized that so uh, congratulations on that but I'm going to ask you to back up just a little bit we're getting so close now to the time when you actually are going to take over and be the next president of the association but you spent a whole year or so uh, you just didn't come to this decision overnight you've been thinking about this for a while and preparing yourself for the presidency and I want you to back up just a little bit and um, you know why did you think this was an important thing for you to do and for Lester Sanders to do as part of his career in real estate to be the, the president of KYR and, and what influenced you uh, to do that? Well, uh, that's, um, that's a big question. And I guess leadership is something uh, that you find within yourself uh, to do or others find in you. And I've often been tapped on the shoulder. So, um, so that means to me that someone else sees something of value in me and mm -hmm. either my style or my, my uh, overall commitment to something. And when I dive in, I dive in with uh, both feet uh, and hands, and so I'm in. And so being a part of the realtor family for such a very, very long time, it was a natural progression because when I started, I, I probably started a little slow. Someone mm -hmm. asked me to be uh, to get involved, and I think I looked at it 
thought about it and, and wasn't totally committed, but that goes way back. And then from there, I started looking at it, seeing what other people were doing, how they were doing it, and most importantly, why, to protect mm -hmm. and to uh, serve our industry. And so I started really taking a deep look at it. Um, as, I looked, uh, as I looked, I, I saw others that were walking the path. And oftentimes those same people that I saw walking the path uh, toward leadership were people that were also tapping on my shoulder to say, hey, would you serve on this committee? Would you lead this committee, whether it was community service and Lamont Breland or, or whoever that might have been at various uh, sundry times. And so as you get to know more about the organization, uh, I think you give more. Uh, you should be willing to give more because it's, it's an amazing industry. Uh, we do more than what people realize. <clears throat> Well, we appreciate. Oh, I'm sorry. We no, go ahead. no. People think we sell homes, and, and, and they're right, but we do so much, so more. much more. We protect um, one of the biggest uh, economic uh, industries that that, that packs our uh, our economy around the uh, country, and not only that, we help build communities, mm -hmm. uh, and we give people ultimately, yes, that place to call home, uh, but. As a, an association, we fight to protect uh, private uh, ownership rights, but at the same time, we're uh, uh, fighting to protect our industry as to how we feed our own kids, our own families, and how others do that as well. We just don't say that enough, but I, I think that's my answer as to once I saw that, I thought it was important to uh, play a role in it. Well, we appreciate your commitment. Um, you know, you've had about a 30-year career at least in this profession, and so you've seen a lot of changes in the industry. And so now that you've come to this point in your career and this point uh, in your, your active involvement, looking at the industry today, what do you think the biggest issue that is facing uh, real, the real estate industry today? And while you're president and while you're involved in this association at the highest level, is there anything that this association could do um, toward that issue while you're president? Well, I, I think there are several issues that we're facing. We're, we're going to always be under attack, uh, and we're going to always be under attack because there's money in real estate. And I don't think the groups that uh, are causing the disruption in their industry, I don't think they're, they think they're causing disruption. I right. think they're seeing an avenue uh, just, uh, what, uh, just, just to make more money, uh, to create a different opportunity. But in doing that, they often don't see the effect that they might have on, uh, on the real estate industry overall. And because we've got a code of ethics, we attack the business in one way, and while we're still trying to protect our, our, our consumers, that may or may not be the same type thing that they're doing. And so you, you then stop to think, well, okay. And I spoke, I think I spoke about this earlier. You know, technology has been wonderful, but it also has a different effect on us because it moves the person in some cases out of the way and people just depend a lot more on technology. But I think, Steve, in the end, the difference maker will still be uh, 
that realtor, that contact, and what separates us from other people doing real estate, again, it goes back to our code of ethics. Our code of ethics requires us uh, to do things a certain uh, way, to live by our golden rule. And so I think as we continue to be uh, attacked, it's we don't know where it's going to come from, what's next. But the bottom line is we just need to always protect our industry. And how do we do that? Well, we do that uh, simply uh, by also supporting our RPAC, our Realtor uh, Political Action Committee. Uh, that funding, those dollars make a huge difference when realtors stand up and say, hey, we're protecting our industry. And so the more we do that, uh, I, I think it, it, it fends off some. Uh, but uh, at the same time, it, uh, it protects uh, it, uh, an industry that we hold dearly. I'm, gl I'm glad you brought up RPAC because uh, that's, that's the direction I was, I was going with my next question. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so staying with RPAC, why is RPAC important to you and why should it be important to the everyday realtor? It's important to me because I see uh, how our industry is affected about RPAC. I, I see that when we talk to our legislators, <clears throat> they are willing to listen. Uh, why? Because there's value in uh, numbers, and I'm talking about numbers in a sense of the number of members that we have, you know, when we talk about that locally. And, and so in saying that, when our members are supporting uh, our efforts, uh, then it makes a huge difference overall because we can say, here's our numbers, but at the same time, here are the number of members that are also supporting our cause uh, from an RPAC standpoint. That's right. That's right. We have a little over 11,300 members. Uh, when, when your state legislator sees that number and knows just how many we have, that big number can be effective. Exactly. Um, when, when we have calls for action or of other advocacy uh, efforts throughout the year, uh, your legislator knows that. And I, I appreciate, uh, you know, your involvement in RPAC and, and what uh, you just said re regarding RPAC and, and how we can build on it. Um, but also switching gears a little bit more, Lester, uh, just kind of in a, in a playful way here, what is something um, your realtor friends might not know about Lester Sanders? May not know. Boy, I'm an open book, aren't I? <laughs> I think I, something that I said earlier, my passion also comes because uh, the day that I passed my real estate uh, test was the same day that my son was born. And so I have a deep-seated passion, obviously, for both of them. And so that's something that a lot of people may not know, some do, but uh, that means a lot to me. As someone, as someone who's about to have a sign, can you give me any tips? <laughs> uh, uh, I think you just have to have... Richard's <laughs> waiting to slide down the pole right this second. He's, waiting, he's got his phone ready because his wife is about to go in a second. So. Well, at right. least he doesn't have the brick. <laughs> yeah, the brick, the, the old paperweight phone. That's uh, right. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, Lester, just to kind of wrap things up, you know, we're, we're looking ahead at the year and we've, we've been talking about, you know, you're developing your initiatives for next year. We'll be going out doing some road shows. The, the four of us will be kind of going out and educating our local associations and, and meeting some folks that hopefully uh, are new um, as well. 
uh, and encouraging them to get involved. And you'll be sharing that vision and what, what you'd like to see from people. And I know you're going to be encouraging more people to get involved. You're going to exactly. be relying on people to help and, and, and kind of add their voice, uh, add their fuel to the fire, so to speak. Um, but looking ahead, let's, you know, let's project out a year from now, October, November of, of 2020. And your, your presidency is almost done. Uh, you're wrapping that year up. Looking back, what do you hope that people will say about your leadership? What, n- maybe less specifically accomplishments, but about your term as president? What, what would you like your legacy to be? I think my legacy will simply be that the members understood and the members know that we always said this is who we are. We're realtors and we tell our own story about being realtors and how we go in to make an impact on a community uh, from an economic standpoint, but also just uh, strategically helping the economies uh, that that we live in, uh, from region to region, uh, city to city. And when people get to know who realtors are, um, I, I think it'll make a huge difference to our business. If they, if they respect us more, then I would say we had a great year. It's awesome. That's right. Excellent. I think that'll be it. That's great. Lester, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it, and we look forward to working with you next year. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate thanks, it. Lester. Thanks, Lester. All right, and that should about do it for this first edition of the Kentucky Realtors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please give us some feedback. Of course, this is our first one. We're going to learn as we go. Uh, of course, we think we know what you want to hear, but you know better than we do. So let us know. Uh, you can send me us an email at any of the addresses you can find on our website. Um, and let us know what you'd like to hear about. This is just another way that you can stay informed and we can reach you with important information. So thanks so much for joining us. And we hope to see you next time on the Kentucky Realtors Podcast. Podcast.